getting going. And there we go. All right. So I want to welcome everybody who is on the call joining us. Today we're interviewing Shamananda. And um really excited about this interview. We've had the opportunity to hear a little bit about him when Sakurati was interviewed last month. And so we know a little bit about your history, but not much. So you'll be able to fill in all the holes. And um, just to just remind everybody that what we're doing here is interviewing devotees in our Sangha um, and looking at the, um, the, the template that of a, a, of a journey, hero's journey that Joseph Campbell lays out and the different stages that a hero goes through in his life to become a hero from a very ordinary um, life and, and all the trials and tribulations that create her heroism. And the sadhaka being the ultimate hero because the sadhaka is giving the world a permanent solution rather than just something temporary, which we see from the modern day heroes that are being showcased in our, in our culture. So these are the real heroes, the ones that we've been talking to. And um, it's every interview has been very um, enlivening for me to hear and just faith building, just hearing how Krishna is there with all, all, all of us, you know, in a very special individual way. So welcome, Shamananda. And I'm going to read your little bio to start. Um, so Shamananda was born in 1987 in Gothenburg, Sweden. He's the oldest among eight siblings. <clears throat> and he had a messy childhood and often changed homes. Music was his main refuge. He moved away from home as soon as he could, which means as soon as he turned 18. Before leaving home, before he left home, he read a book by the Dalai Lama and he was very impressed. So he started looking for a Tibetan Buddhist community. After a year of attending weekly Buddhist gatherings, he met a couple of devotees in the street and started to spend time with them. After some time in their association, he decided to start practicing bhakti himself and leave Buddhism. Soon after, they opened an, opened an ashram together in Gothenburg, where he stayed for five years. During the last three years <clears throat> living there, because of his interest in studying Bodhiya Vaishnava philosophy, he was in touch with Srila Tripuri Maharaj and Sri Chaitanya Sangha, which led to his moving to Odaria in 2011. And he stayed there for six years, which is probably one of the longest um, that anyone stayed, <laughs> where he did daily go seva. And in two seven, 2017, he met his wife, who he's now married to, Sakyarati Devi Dasi. And since then, they have been living in Bulgaria, Madhavan, in Costa Rica, and Sweden. His main interest is to research topics of Gaudiya Vaishnava teachings. And other than that, he studies at the community college. 
He works on the side as a transcriber and he spends time with his wife. Good for you. <laughs> That's lovely. So I'm gonna start off by asking you the question I generally start off with. Um, were there any clues for you, even maybe now looking back, um, in your childhood growing up that would indicate that you were met for a spiritual pursuit? Um, yeah, like, um, maybe not so much looking back, but just like, like having heard things afterwards. Um, for example, when I, uh, when I met devotees and um, invited my mom to come to the temple, that, then she she recognized uh, one of the books on, on the like on the bookshelf we had there, and uh, and she said she had bought that book when I was like six years old uh, from a devotee who came to her school, um, and. Uh, at that time, she had learned, uh, like memorized the Maha Mantra with, with this classic melody from Prabhupada. Wow. And, and she was chanting it to me sometimes. But, but I have no, no memory of this at all. Wow. Uh, but it must have had some, you know, given some Sukriti or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's really amazing. I, I will... <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. And like otherwise, but th things that I, I do remember was that she was, uh, she was very, she was very into to new age, and she still is. Um, mm -hmm. So so she was teaching us kids about uh, reincarnation and th things like that. So, so that, like those things I kind of had since my childhood. Like uh, I just like accepted it as uh, as it was told to me. <laughs> um, but I was. Um, I, I was not, not really like um, like looking for a spiritual path or anything until I was maybe 16, 17 and started started like hearing about uh, Buddhism and Hinduism in school and I was uh, I wanted to find out more because it was just attractive to me and um, yeah well it seems that your childhood you know, really set you up to be able to, to do that. You weren't indoctrinated into something really strict, you know, like a religious mm -hmm. practice that, you know, and just, you didn't buy into the whole thing, but you had this mother who was just very um, open to, you know, new age, which oftentimes is, you know, crosses into the Eastern path. And um yeah. What about what about your father? Was he involved at all, or was he out of the picture early on? Uh, he was out of the picture early on. I, it's not really clear to me, but um, having like read some old, because uh, he he passed away when I was six, um, and uh, when I was clearing out my my grandmother's apartment last year, I found some letters that he had written to her. That my father had written to my grand to his mother, and it seemed like there it seemed like he was in in jail when I was born. <laughs> so, mm. But um, yeah, I, I had to ask my mother about that for for clarification because yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. But, but that, yeah, but that shows something. <laughs> the type of uh, the kind of kind of that was part of the messiness of the childhood yeah. was having a father who maybe was less than ideal in his parenting and his and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. And, and I, I don't have any direct memories of him. Which um, often means there was probably trauma. That's there's mm -hmm. there's a real connection between. Mm. Loss of early childhood memories and having gone through periods of trauma as a child. Yeah. yeah. And you have, you're the oldest of eight, eight children, right? Yeah. Which is in itself a very ominous position to be in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were the role model, and especially given your father's um, lack of role modeling um did your did you feel a real responsibility for having to help your siblings yeah a lot like we don't know um i don't have the same father as any of the others um and neither of them are <laughs> very good role, role models either so um so yeah it was it was very much on me to uh kind of uh do half of the parenting what's the age difference between you and the youngest just curious how it... uh let's see uh from 87 to 2004 that becomes is that 16 uh <laughs> yes 17 17 17, 17. <laughs> Yeah, so that's practically you could be like the father to the to the youngest in age. Well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, she, she's really cool. My my youngest sister. She's. Uh, I think she she turned out to be the kind of the brightest part of the bunch. Kind of. Mm. Any interest in, in your your path? Uh, yeah, like 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 maybe not like interested as in wanting to join or anything but but in, but interest and and uh yeah um i, I would say I, I think she's she's gonna mm, turn to some turn to something spiritual sooner or later <laughs> and then your rest of your siblings not so much not too no I can't. I don't think any of them is into anything spiritual, as far as I know. Um, but very sweet people, all of them. <laughs> well, you're like the sandwich, you know. You're, you're the oldest and the youngest, and you know, <laughs> maybe at some point, you know, they get secreti anyway, just from having you in their family. So, yeah. So, at what point? And I mean, it sounds like even you were around 16. Do you remember what it was that, you know, did you have like a, was it a, the was your transition gradual or was it something sudden where you just all of a sudden started seeing life in a different way or was it a gradual kind of shifting from material to spiritual interests? Hmm. It, it came, it came through, um, like it, it came kind of through politics, although I, I didn't understand politics really, but, mm -hmm. but just um, 
there was there was uh, there was some some riots in in Gothenburg uh, in two thousand and one, uh, and and I was just very fascinated by it <laughs> and just staying in front of the television looking at the, the news reports. Uh, it, it was a um, it was some kind of a G eight meeting with uh, there was George Bush and a bunch of those big. Uh, politicians <laughs> out there in yeah. the world <laughs> the big, big leaders were, were in Gothenburg for, for uh, some meeting and there were uh, riots on the main street of Gothenburg and uh, and I, I was just very <laughs> and I, I couldn't tell but I was just very fascinated and I I, I just liked seeing it <laughs> and um and uh, so I started to kind of like look into uh, why they were doing what they did, and and it's um, and it was all about like uh, being against corruption and exploitation, and mm -hmm. um, so um, so I was kind of. Um, uh, yeah, kind of like like starting to like form an identity around being against things. Interesting. <laughs> uh, until I was um, starting to starting to think like uh, like but but like what am I what am I for? <laughs> like um, and uh, so, so I was trying to think. That if all those problems uh, in the world would be solved, like then what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, so, I, so I was trying to kind of, um, yeah, figure out what, what I would like to do uh, if all problems were already solved, and then try to kind of do that already now. Mm -hmm. that, that was my idea, kind of, um, and. Mm -hmm. So then I had this kind of image in my mind of just um, like like some kind of native tribe dancing around a tree. <laughs> that was just what... <laughs> so, so so just some kind of worship. That that, that was what I what I thought would be. Um, you got yeah. the dancing part, right? Yeah. yeah I, I, I felt that later, like when I saw devotees dancing around Tulsi, that I, this, this, is, this is kind of what I was trying to get at, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you didn't freak out when you saw devotees dancing around a tree, which suddenly no. people, they come in and go, that's really weird. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so so that it's very yeah very interesting how it you know how something a, a mundane political situation yeah. you know sparked you know deeper thinking and it took you from you know most people would just kind of stop at a certain point in their thinking process and just be for or against one of the sides, but. You took it. You took it much deeper, which indicates to me that this, this spiritual nature was, you know, cultivated from a previous lifetime, and it was coming away. That particular situation awakened mm. something that was within you um, from before. 
that's very often what you see with devotees is, you know, yeah, so they have the little clues from the childhood and, you know, being put in a family with a mother that was certainly um, encouraging in the path that, you know, for you to explore. You didn't need a mother that told you how to do it, but you just needed a mother to give you kind of permission because you had it. It was all there and it just needed to blossom. Yeah. Like she, she actually thought that, that like what I was getting into was, was too strict. The, like the, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, my parents thought that too. I, I, I remember my, you know, I grew up in a Jewish family and I remember my father saying, I wouldn't have liked it if you would have become an Orthodox Jew either. Just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what's religion for, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it's just something to have, you know, you know, it's not supposed to be, you know, something you, you did, you do, <laughs> you just have it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you met this, you know, the Tibetan Buddhist community, what was your experience with living with them? So I was not living with them or, or, or did you say that? No. Yeah, I did say that. So okay. what was your experience in associating with them? Yeah, so, so that, that was that was very good. But I, I was, um, although I had this idea of like uh, that we should focus on what we what we are for rather than against. I was I was um, disappointed to see that they were not kind of strict about uh, not eating meat. Um, but but like other than that, I was I was very very happy, uh, like going going to their gatherings and meditating and um, and just discussing and reading with them and and all that. It was. Uh, I've, Can you describe the meditation you did? Um, it was silent meditation, of course. <laughs> Um, so sometimes mantra meditation too, but, but but the main thing was just sit, sitting down, counting your breaths from like one to twenty-one, and then start over again, and um, just kind of look at the floor in front of you. <laughs> um, and what was your experience of doing that? What was it that, and you know, kept you going and kept you doing that? Um, that's a good question. Uh, maybe it was just the, the stillness mm. of it. Was, um, it felt good. <laughs> uh, Did you have a very active mind? Did you have like just <laughs> active mind? Was that I, I, actually, actually Morley put it in a good way because he was he was doing some hypnotherapy on me, and, and and he was he was saying that that my mind doesn't have so much like uh, there are not so so many thoughts going through, but like the thoughts that are there are spinning a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
Yes. So just, yeah, spinning thoughts and that would <laughs> make the thoughts stop or just yeah. oh, you were able to. Okay. Uh, or just like they were not talk talking about stopping thought there. Like they just said, like, see your thoughts as clouds passing by and just like let them let them do that. And it's not, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, not, not hold on to them. Mm -hmm. um, I also I had a I had a I think I was just also experiencing uh, just just joy from from practicing the meditation like like it just like made me joyful in general mm -hmm. um, and, and grateful and I just want to say first that I had one one really strong experience experience there doing a like a weekend retreat with them like we went out in the forest by a lake in a cabin for for us for a silent retreat weekend and I had brought a book with me uh, about about a Tibetan Buddhist practice called uh, Lojong and and th there was a warning text on the book saying that, that uh, like warning, this this uh, this book is hazardous to your ego. <laughs> I like and, that. <laughs> and, and, and I and I just laughed because I, I thought that they, they kind of like like wrote it like for fun, <laughs> but although the, the text was like totally serious, like there was there was like nothing, nothing like humorous about the the design of the book or anything. It was just like a very serious book, and, <laughs> and it said that, and. Um, so I was reading that in the in the weekend there, and uh, and I remember just waking up. I, th I think I, I woke up like in the middle of the night or something, or or maybe just early morning, just like in in horror. Uh, just like um, because I, I had like a kind of like a flash insight that the world doesn't revolve around me, and and it's just like um struck me and, and I, I was just like in, in shock kind of and um and and then like like when the whole thing was over i was just like wondering uh what what to like do next and and i just figured well i just have to go on i guess just go on practicing this is <laughs> it's just the way it is <laughs> and did they, did you have a sense of some some end goal in mind was or you know so many different buddhist practices and i've heard mm. yeah a lot of different yeah we're we're trying to you know develop universal compassion and we're trying to extinguish the ego and we're trying to extinguish the self i mean you hear all mm. different levels of it you know yeah, yeah so, so they were not talking about extingu extinguishing the self um <laughs> and a funny thing was that like I had heard from, from my mom these kind of Advaitin ideas that we, we are all actually the same person she, she was telling me mm. like it like um, <laughs> I can tell a funny story about that later also um, but, but but yeah she, she was telling me that we are all the same person so I, I was trying to like to, to, to like meditate on that like while being uh, sitting on the bus or something like wow like all these people is actually me <laughs> 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 How freaky! <laughs> um, mm. so, so then I then I, <laughs> I I told like the kind of there was like one kind of elderly lady there in the Buddhist sangha who was the, the kind of like the old wise 
person in the group there she, she she's like I, I still feel now that she, that she she must have been some kind of saint or, or, or if she, she may she might still be alive but um she just had a very um i don't know how to explain but she was special mm. <laughs> so so I, I i just like told her about this like the, that this is so uh interesting that we're all the same person and she and she told me not like that's not true. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a that's a misunderstanding. <laughs> and um, and she was explaining how something how how each person is like a jewel, so something like that. And um, so so they 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 didn't really have this like like void void or um, complete oneness idea. Um, but more about this universal compassion, uh, mm. Tibetan type Buddhism. Um, so, so for, for like an end goal, uh, I, 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 I'm not sure if I if if I learned about the, the Bodhisattva vow back then, but maybe something like that that you just keep coming back and tell keep coming back and help everybody. others everybody's yeah. liberated which <laughs> which will never happen <laughs> so, so it, it's a it's a nice life mm, yeah <laughs> nice life yeah mindfulness i mean all those things are can be very um useful and helpful for living in a more mode of goodness kind of situation and um even some transcendent experiences i i kind of started off too with more you know buddhist mindfulness practices yeah yeah so then <laughs> you met devotees and it somehow what was it about the, what the devotees had to offer you that would pull you away from your, your bliss <laughs> and nirvana <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, yes, so, so so like I said, I, I was I was feeling like joyful from the practice, from the Buddhist practice, and, and I, I was feeling like I said I was feeling so grateful, and I, I was wondering where I should where I should um, direct this, this this gratefulness, mm -hmm. like, like like who 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 should I be grateful to, like for <laughs> like mm -hmm. those. Nice so, question. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Um, so I was trying to think. Okay, like I, I can be great. I can be grateful to my parents, uh, like who gave me this life. And but but like then I thought, but but like they are like, like it's it's not not really their credit entirely because they were born from their parents. So maybe I can be grateful to them. So, so I was just kind of going back, like in, in like this kind of infinite um, reverse. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking. Okay, I guess I guess it has to be somehow God in the end. <laughs> Um, so, so, so I, I just, mm, I, I, I just like, like looked up in the sky and said, "Thank you, God," and that's, uh, that, that's like all I could, all I could think of. Um, and uh, sometime after that, I, I met a, a devotee for the first time uh, here in Gothenburg, just on the street. They're like out selling selling books and comic books and prashadam and things. Mm. 
um and the first time like the, the first two times i didn't get any contact information uh like like the first time so, someone someone was trying to, to sell me some, some like chocolate balls or, or something like that there was prasadam but as i said it was vegan so he just gave me an apple and 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 just went, went away <laughs> so i got the apple and <laughs> but, but like no contact information or anything um and then the second time i bought a comic book and and i was really impressed and uh but also that time th there was no contact information i think or or, or it was outdated or whatever <laughs> but um but the third time i was um um I was more, more like trying to ask like wh where they live and if, if I can just go and live with them because uh, it just seemed like like even if like we weren't practicing the same thing it, it just seemed like we were uh it would be nice to have a to like live in a community of people like that <laughs> was, yeah. was my idea and I was I was having this idea of uh, just like staying 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 with them and having my own buddhist corner in there uh, house mm. <laughs> <laughs> um and, and that time like uh that, that time when i actually started to, to like talk with them more we were on uh, we were on the bus like like one of them was taking a bus so i uh, we, we were taking the bus in the same direction so, so uh so, so we got on and one other devotee was already on the bus and he was reading Gurumraj's uh, Tattva Sandarbha. Oh, there we go. That's where the connection came. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and also, like like another connection I've made afterwards was that this book that my mom bought when I was when I was a kid was was the Science of Self Realization, mm. uh, which was compiled by Gurumraj. I uh, didn't didn't know that. Mm. He compiled that book, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow that's that's very interesting so um so so, so this devotee who, who was reading the the, the tattva sandarbha he just he just like told me like this book uh, explains how you can know how you can know uh what is uh how you can know what is true or something like this like he was trying to explain to me like, like kind of like define epistemology to me <laughs> something like how you, how you can know what you know or something like that and I, and I was just uh, fascinated, of course, and um, uh, so then I, I started uh, visiting them. They were like living out in the countryside and, and coming in, coming into the city every day to to sell things to, to be able to like like open a center eventually in the city. Um, so so they, they brought me to. Um, they brought me to a to a devotee festival in uh, Germany, and this was like uh, around Christmas of two thousand five. Um, to to see their guru, and I I was not impressed by him, uh, but I was very attached to them, so so I took initiation of him later. But uh, at that time, I was I was like I was still identifying as a Buddhist. So I was just like coming along as as uh, as a tourist or <laughs> what to call it, but uh, 
but I remember that they were installing a Mahaprabhu deity at that time. And, and I was still a vegan. And, uh, and this, this same devotee who, who, um, who was reading, reading the, the Tattva Sandarbha on the bus, uh, he woke me up in, in the middle of the night when they when they uh, when they were having this data installation because I, I went to, I went to bed early, <laughs> but he came he came with um, the, 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 the 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 this the the nectar from the Abhishek, mm, right? The Charnamrita, mm. and and he woke me up at midnight and just told me that um, even though I'm vegan, like I, I have to drink this because this will. <laughs> Sarvabhamabhadacharya, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Test it now. <laughs> yeah, he said. He said, like, I have to drink this now because this will, this will, like, uh, free me from so many rebirths or something like that. He was trying to. <laughs> <he> was trying. <laughs> so anyway, I I drank it, and. Um, wow, that was it. <laughs> Broke through. <laughs> and um but, but like but i was still like like walking around there like in the temple but like chanting my buddhist mantras on my mala and <laughs> to kind of make the point that i'm not one of them <laughs> um uh but but, but there was one, one day there that one other Swedish devotee just like asked me like 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 as if I'm stupid like like uh, like why not just, just try ch like chanting the mal mantra? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like okay, so so, so, so that, that was my first uh, round of maha mantra I, I did in my mala there. And, uh, First, they got you to break your vow of <laughs> being a vegan, and then <laughs> they brought you to break your vow of doing your Buddhist mantras and the chant, the Hare Krishna mantra. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you were bad, Krishna. Krishna definitely mm. brought you to the point where you were able to do those things. Nice. Yeah, so then you, um, after that, somehow you ended up in Odaria. So is yeah. that on the top of a Sundarva that you, is that the, the trail? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was all like, like they were, were in, in general uh, appreciative of, of, of Guru Maharaj. Um, and there, were, there was at one point, like the, the point, like when I started like studying his his books and and like Sangha newsletters and things, was when like I just come to a verse in the Bhagavad Gita of, of Prabhupada because like like we were we were studying a lot at the ashram, um, and I had come. At, I, I was reading through Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita maybe three times, and I remember there was one time where. I had come. I come. I came to a verse that, that uh, didn't make sense to me. So I asked if if there's any. So I, was, I was like look, looking in the bookshelf, and they had Gurmar Bhagavad Gita there also. So I asked them if 
if that copy, if that edition is as bona fide as Prabhupada's, and they immediately, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, That's amazing. Yeah. So, so I read his commentary to that verse. It was somewhere in the 18th chapter, I think. Um, and, uh, and and it just like made sense right away. So, so, so then fr from that time, I, I started like reading his things. Um, and, and like subscribing to the Sangha newsletter and um, always being, yeah, feeling very nourished. And uh, and then I went to Vrindavan in two, 2007 uh, mm -hmm. for Kartik. And Guru Maharaj uh, was there for 10 days or so. Did you um, know he was going to be there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I was I was very excited about it, <laughs> mm. and um, so I was. Um, he, he was going to give a f he was going to kind of attend a few of the the talks of my Guru Maharaj, uh, but but of course he would also be, be like, like I knew he was that, that he would speak also. So but so I uh, usually the the guest speakers were not on the Vyasa Sun. Because, because, like, it, it seemed like like there was only space for one, but I, I, I kind of arranged it so that they would both sit <laughs> on, the, on the same, oh, nice. on the same um, um, So I like I, so that's where I heard like the first kind of live lectures by Guru Maharaj and um, and was very uh, uh, felt very um it, it was like like resonating and I, I was feeling like like this is um not sure how to word it it's like this is this is me this mm -hmm. is <laughs> that was how I felt kind of <laughs> mm -hmm. um and I, I was also serving him lunch one day there um which was very intense because it, it was under the direction of my uh of my guru at that time like he was telling me how to serve <laughs> like as i was serving and i was you know i was doing mistakes and things like that so it was it was like i was very very nervous but it was very in, uh, like intense and uh blissful at the same time mm -hmm. and i was i was taking the mahaprasadam afterwards and so so wow. um I mean, that's pretty, pretty amazing that you came under the shelter of a guru who was favorable yeah. um, to Guru Maharaj because there's not too many of them no. <laughs> <you know? laughs> that would have, you know, even let him speak at this, you know, and yeah. well, and to have served him like that, that's, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. He wasn't trying to stop you from developing some affection and developing attachment to him it sounds like yeah at least not not at that time no yeah it's almost <laughs> like he was facilitating it at that time yeah but but yeah um um but but like the the kind of the kind of friction came later later on when i <laughs> when i wanted to you know like go and join <laughs> <Gurmaraj>. mm. <laughs> that's a different thing <laughs> okay it was okay if you were just yeah. spectator <laughs> yeah. hmm. but so the, the year after so in 2008 i was you know getting more and more into guru maharaj 
and um, and <laughs> it was a, uh, at the same time there was like a, there was another god sibling who was getting into another guru. Mm-hmm. So I so I took the chance to like ask Guru Maharaj like what to do in such a case, you know, like asking for a friend here. <laughs> um, like what to like do if you're feeling attraction to to, uh, to another sadhu than your own uh, diksha guru. Um, so, <laughs> so he, he he was saying that you should. Um, a good student will will make the best of his, like make the best of his circumstances. Mm. So so you should you should digest uh, the grass like like even if even if there might be greener grasses elsewhere you should digest the grass where you are. Mm. He told me. Mm. Um, and uh, so I, I took that to heart, mm. uh, thinking that if I, that maybe if I just just like like really uh, sincerely like digest the grass, I would either um, like be, be you know like be sent to where I belong later on, or I would actually realize that I actually belong where I am. I just had to like go deeper in where I am. Mm. Um, so I was open to, to you know to either um, mm. destiny, <laughs> so to speak, um, and uh, around that time, uh, a Swedish disciple of Guru Maharaj invited me on the, on, the, on this old Tatva Viveka forum that we had back in the days. That doesn't seem to exist anymore, sadly. <laughs> They tried. They tried different ways to yeah to revive revive it. Yeah. Yeah. So so I got really I got uh, very active there, like um, participating in discussions and asking asking Guru Maharaj things and um, so after after like a couple of years of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Gurmaj like saw like because I, th- I think he figured out that I was the same person who had asked, <laughs> who had like written that email, and uh, so, so so he was very very he was very, very like funny after after two and a half years he he replied again to the same email oh, that I had sent. I can find that email after two and a half years. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, so he wrote me, yeah, like, I, th- I think, you, I think your, your friend should just like go for it. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical. That is really funny. <laughs> I love it. And that was that was also also just like very synchronic, like that he because I got that email like the day after I had done like a, uh, like um, I don't have to explain that but but I had done a like a letter writing meditation about my life kind of mm-hmm. and uh, on the on the kind of in. Um, I wouldn't say instruction, but but it, it was it was a, f- a friend of mine who could see that I was um, uh, like holding back a lot of suffering, mm. 
so so he he had suggested this to like write a letter and then just kind of pretend sending it <laughs> mm. um and uh, so, so so it was the the day after i did that that, that i got this email from gurmaraj so, so I, I saw them yeah, yeah that, it was some kind of release and some kind of new <laughs> like making some space for <laughs> wow. something new so, so guru maharaj was uh so, so, we, so we, we started to correspond this was in 2010 and he asked me uh like tell me what is your seva dream and i will help you realize it Mm. and uh <laughs> and i i took uh like three weeks passed without me answering because i was getting uh, kind of mental trying to figure out exactly what my seva dream is <laughs> like like, like um, oh, what a great so, question <laughs> yeah and also like um Especially, I'm very anxious to hear the reply that you gave him after <laughs> was it three and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, and also, especially Sakirati knows that uh, I really take time answer answering emails. Like, um, she she will like have to like push me all the time to write to people. <laughs> Is that because you're very thoughtful about your response and you don't? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, 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 I could like, I, I could just like go on thinking forever without, you know, writing anything. Um, <laughs> I, I can hear her laughing out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the, the very sweet thing was that after three weeks, Gurmaj just sent me another email, just saying, just saying, a penny for your thoughts. Oh. <laughs> um so that, then i just then i just like okay i just gotta uh gotta like come out with something so i just said i, I want to go to Adaria. <laughs> wow wow <laughs> <laughs> and uh mm. um when yeah. you said it, when you when you wrote that, did it feel really like you were jumping off a cliff, or you were doing? <laughs> <laughs> what was the feeling that went with it? No, no, no I, I was saying it kind of with with like relief because because I, I think like I realized that I was trying to kind of create my my save a dream uh, to, to kind of have it like being to have it like be what I thought it would be like to go to Adaria, but without going to Adaria, mm. <laughs> like trying, trying to. Um, and why, why would you, why? <clears throat> yes. So what was the um, hesitation of going to Adaria at that point? It, it, was, it was probably that um, uh, my guru wouldn't be very appreciative of mm. <laughs> hearing that. Perfect answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, and also like the, the the reason I wanted to go there was that um, 
what was like the, the description of Adaria that was at uh, that was on swami.org because it's uh, that that like website is gone now uh, or or they totally changed the contents but um it was like the way the way Guru Maharaj like wrote, wrote it like so, so sounded exactly like what I had experienced in, in Vrindavan with how every day is kind of the same but it just kind of uh, day after day you kind of go, go into eternity mm. Um, mm. Yeah. and uh, yeah that, that was um, it's 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 very um, I think I think he is he, he like I think he was like really describing Audaria from his perspective, like from his inner inner perspective of feeling, <laughs> and and that made me think that if I just go there, it's gonna be like that. Mm. And I, I was thinking that, that I would just go there and kind of plug in, and that's it. Like I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trust. I'm kind of getting the sense that that didn't quite work out in <laughs> exactly that way. And you're gonna you're gonna tell us a little bit about the messiness, I guess, that you might have experienced there. Um, yeah, I mean, that, there's basically six years of inner messiness, but. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but also, uh, I, I could also say something about like asking my, my guru, asking my, my former guru for, for permission to go. Because uh, that was also kind of a, like a, a fun part because, uh, because Guru Maharaj uh, in, instructed me that, that, if, that if, if, my, if my guru has anything against me going, going that I, I should see it uh, simply as as my guru trying to test my resolve. <laughs> Interesting. Well, so, so, so that 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 was that was, that was, that was kind of fun. like it was kind of like funny having that kind of um, uh, kind of like, like naughty perspective actually from from, from, from guru <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so so I did that, and I and I I kind of I got the I kind of got a reluctant blessing from my guru to go, um, mm. to, to kind of go and like try it out, sort of like um, to see to see if, if I um, if if it works for me there, and uh, and. Um, for like for th for like three or six months, and um, so I asked if like what, what if I want to stay longer, um, and then he just said, well, if, if it's what Krishna wants, he finally said so. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, that's that's pretty amazing. Again, you know, mm. even reluctantly, <laughs> you know, giving you permission. Um, pretty unusual response from yeah. um, a guru in his karma. And so, yeah, fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, so 
um so i guess like what like what like didn't happen when going there was that i that i would just have like kind of free inspiration so to speak like like i would really have to keep working to stay to stay motivated mm. uh and it felt it really felt like um all going uphill basically i mean so, 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 of course sometimes i had um uh you know you know those those experiences that kind of make it worth it and then you go on and Right. Um, right. <laughs> but it was all, <laughs> it's an <but>, battle. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it was not like just you know going on a water slide or something. It was, <laughs> <laughs> like climbing the K2 mountain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you go up a little bit and then there's storms, you gotta come back down and then you go up again and yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you want to share any of that time that um, and and you know how you got through those times because six years is a long time you you know your guru said three to six months mm. and you you could have easily have you know just you know said this is enough I've tried it out it's doesn't quite doesn't quite work for me. Um, mm. Because in some ways you could say it wasn't working for you in the way that you had envisioned. Mm. So yeah. what what enabled you to to stay for six years? Um, I actually like uh, um, initially actually stubbornness, um, which actually can be useful sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it was actually it actually it kind of came to a point where I, like I really like after six months I actually really wanted to to, to leave and um, mm. but then then I just uh, I, I was kind of going back and forth and I, th I think I actually even even had a ticket out to, to go um, but I, <laughs> um, then I was talking, Gurmarsh was at Madhavan at that time, and we were talking on Skype, um, like when I had already decided, and then, uh, but then, but then like changed my mind again. <laughs> um, then I, Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah, like I decided to leave and then changed my mind. Talked to Guru Merchant Skype. Um. So then <laughs> it came to like telling my telling my former guru like again that I'm okay. I'm not. I'm actually gonna stay. <laughs> um. Then he was not very he was very uh not liking that idea mm. um but but saying but but like like telling me that like like you you're, you're like clearly not um uh like suited for it um 
and actually he was right mm. but I, but i really wanted to, to prove him wrong wow so, so so i think it was kind of that, that stubbornness that um uh, very interesting yeah yeah so he was of... testing your resolve ultimately Gumra, right <laughs> on the on that and the ultimate scheme of it krishna did arrange it in that way because mm. he was really help, he helped you to have more resolve and to that's that's fascinating <laughs> that's really <laughs> so he acted in your in your best interest in that scenario well wow. mm. yes so you went through a lot and it sounds like it was a lot of internal more internal kind of struggles yeah. yes. external struggles and just staying being able to stay motivated i mean that's hard you know it's hard to you know get up every day and do the same thing you know you have you know it's like i know a lot of devotees who had you know like very steady kind of seva like deity worship and they were always moving from temple to temple because you know they needed the variety you know they yeah. need the excitement and that you know they weren't ready for that just every day the same and your internal life would be carrying you into deeper and deeper places and then there would be the the internal excitement of of life so yeah so that at the stage you were at you were really needing more of that sounds like mm. you needed more of the excitement the variety the you know but somehow you 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 stuck with it. Your, yeah. <laughs> your stubbornness and you wanted to prove you were wrong for six years. <laughs> so then, so then what happened? How did how did things? How did you um, finally come to the conclusion that you were ready for a change? Yeah. So so that that came when I. Uh, the year before um, I left, and I was not—I was not like leaving to uh, like like I, I had to leave because of like a, a, a visa issue, and but I was I was happy that I had to, <laughs> you, you know, like it's it's kind of like. Um, um, like, like uh, that has happened several times that I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that God would just like make it in a way that I would have to do what I actually want to do. <laughs> yes, I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so, but the year before, like, like, uh, so, yeah, so in, in 2000, uh 16 which like i left in 2017 so in in 2016 it, it, like it came to a point where i was like i was unable at one point to, to even to like I, I had my main services and i had been asked to, to do some very easy minor extra services it was like like really um nothing that would have taken uh any like um energy or anything from it it was just 
like watering some plants or something like that. It was just <laughs> some very simple menial task. And I was just like not able to keep it up. Uh, so, so like so, so some plants were were wilting, and I, I just felt like 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 what is wrong with me? Like like, like I just can't do, like I don't know like I just can't do this. And I um I, I started feeling that I started feeling this um uh urge to like I had heard of the is it the the Mormon no who, who is it that has this. But the Amish, yeah. the Amish who, who has the has this thing where you you go out for some years and then then you decide if you want to come back or not. <laughs> and I just thought, thought that that sounded like a great idea. <laughs> um, they say the girls always bring them back. Uh, <laughs> the, Amish, the Amish thing. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, that, that, that actually worked in my case, too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. I, I never heard that. Um, yes, yeah, so, so but, 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 I, but I was really at the same, like, you know, I wanted this, this kind of, uh, that they call it the room, rumspringa, they call it in the Amish. Uh, mm. So I was, I, was, I was really desiring something like that um and uh at the same time i was i was really perplexed to like th that i couldn't like perform these easy services that i had been given um so, so i was i was really really praying um i think maybe my most one of my most sincere prayers ever was just <laughs> like <laughs> like uh just like asking like what's wrong with me and and very soon after that, uh, Sakirati came into my life. So, <laughs> so I, I saw her as the like I hadn't really asked for you know um, you know like please send someone who can explain to me what's wrong with me. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Krishna's answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and you know, she she's very, uh, um, I say she 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 has a very good um, insight about like when she sees someone, she she can tell um, something about them. Mm. Um, so so we were in, in touch for like for like a year, and so that was. Yeah, from from like late 2016 and then I, I left in May the next year uh, to go to Sweden for, for the for the visa things and then I went to Costa Rica while I was waiting for the for the visa process uh, then back to Sweden um, and uh, yeah so, so that, but then I, I um, together with uh, you know, some kind of self-sabotage and, and providence mixed up. So that I um, ended up kind of having to go to Bulgaria and, and see Sakirati. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and the, the rest is history. So. <laughs> yeah, so, she, so she's really been 
helpful it sounds like at this time of your life and just kind of what you what you needed and because of your stubbornness you may not have ever have admitted or you know <laughs> but krishna krishna just you know created the circumstances in such a way which he he always does you know it's like we think we have so much control over our lives but you know there's so much going on behind the scenes to take us in the direction that we really that we really need and you had you know you had that wonderful foundation of years of um celibate monastic life and wow how how much that has served you even though it was really difficult you know i i, I do see it like you know when gurmaj talks about that climbing up to the top of the mountain to get to nishta and it is it's hard it's arduous and so much you know the narta's coming out and the mind and all the the challenges that we go through during that stage and then when you get to that to the mount, top of the mountain he says you just kind of roll down the other side so it's you know i mean he's already done that and show you know he's given us the, he's been the role model to know that it's possible and we can go there and we can do that mm. so so really beautiful and you know what you talked over an hour. Yeah, I realized that now. <laughs> <laughs> that was wonderful. And you did it very, you know, it was very easy and it was great. So I do want to, is there anything that you'd like to share to kind of wrap up as far as something you'd like to, to give everybody, like something that you've really, the gems that you've mined from um, your years so far as a sadhaka? what you'd like to share the you know condensed version of it hmm. um. get married when you're having trouble <laughs> <laughs> no I, I don't know because because um i think i, I really i i feel like um it's it's good to actually try to be stubborn for as long as you can but then not longer than that <laughs> yes and and how do you know when it's you know yeah, not longer what's that how, what's the breaking point how do you know that you're at a point where it's no longer serving your best interest hmm. wow that's a good question uh when, when you mature security says <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah so, so i guess you can be stubborn without without maturing for a while but then maybe the stubborn stubbornness will yeah but so, will you mature from being stubborn she doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> that's okay you know these things a lot of times these questions are things stop provoking and you can you know let let it kind of marinate and you know share it at another point in time i mean that's yeah it's a it, it's a it's a journey so should we give people an opportunity to ask questions do you feel comfortable yeah. with that yes yeah, sure okay Let's see, does anybody have a question that they would like to ask at this time? I have a question. 
Oh. Okay. <laughs> Which is more a request. Like, if you could share with us the story about when you and Gokula Chandra drive the car without drive license <laughs> for the sake of Guru Maharaj. I mean, for the surrender that you have to Guru Maharaj. Can you repeat, repeat the question to Shamananda for the Facebook devotees? Yes, so uh, my wife is asking me if I can tell the story about when me and Gokula Chandra uh, drove a car in service, although none of us have a driver's license. Uh, <laughs> but I wonder if it's... Oh yeah, maybe it's not the case to say it, right? Yeah, she, yeah she, she's saying that... That, that maybe she's kind of saying what I'm thinking now. That um, maybe we it's not, place to, not, to not for public. Maybe it's not for public yeah. consumption. <laughs> Just writing a message, he will answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if anyone wants to hear the story of me and Gokula Chandra driving, driving in service, contact <laughs> <Anyway>. you at. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but 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 we can, I can't tell it in public. I think. <laughs> so you'll have to contact, you know, have a private just here, you know, on Facebook or something. <laughs> yes, it, it was it was an emergency situation. Right, and emergency and was, measures are are needed for emergency times, but not to have them be. Um, you know, generalized to every circumstance, and oh, well, this happened to Shamananda and Gokulananda, so we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely wouldn't dare recommend it to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It actually happened to my husband one time when they were driving. They were each doing cross country sankirtan, and uh, one of the devotees left, and he there was he and this other devotee were the only two that knew how to drive there's only one other devotee that knew how to drive and he couldn't do all the driving my husband didn't have it he'd never driven he, he was in his 30s and he didn't have a license but he got got it was a stick shift van and he got in it and he learned to do it and i was <laughs> like oh my god the crazy things we used to do but yeah those, those kind of stories are fun to tell in private. <laughs> Anybody else have a, a question? Anybody from the Spanish side? Have any questions over there, Akura? Save Nitty. Okay, I see Seva Nitti's coming onto the screen. Do you have a question? Maybe he, did, maybe he didn't uh, press English. Maybe that's oh, what yeah. Seva Nitti, on the little translator ball um, down at the bottom, if you click on English and mute the original audio, we'll probably be able to hear you. No, maybe not. Can you hear me? Because he has his mic on. Yeah. I, I just like to add, it was uh, Buddha Avatar. It was the verse from oh. the 
Yeah. Well, he's not, you know, he's got a red connection. I, I can hear I can hear him. Okay. okay. Sivanidi? Yeah, yeah, so that means well, he did. Yes. yes. Can you repeat the I, question? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to share um, morning when he came to stay in our ashram. Uh, and uh, we were moving in the Bhagavatam one verse uh, uh, every morning. And the very verse on that first morning was a Buddha avatar verse. So it was oh. clearly speaking to Shamananda coming coming as a Buddhist to, <laughs> to our <laughs> temple. Yeah, it was great times. Thank you for this beautiful interview to both. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. I, I, I totally forgotten that. But, but, but now that you say it, I remember. Sevanidi was the second devotee I ever met. Wow. Wow. So we're getting not a, good, not a good connection. Yeah, yeah, we're getting where it's, it's a bad connection. So. We will, I guess we should probably, unless there's any last minute questions, we should probably wrap up. Um, anyway, that was a beautiful interview. I hope, I, I hope you, you felt comfortable and it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> it was fun, it was good. So, um, yeah, I was just gonna just say for next week, um, next month actually, um, let's see, we have, Attila Shakti is gonna be interviewed next week um, and Madan Gopal will be the interviewer. I'm actually gonna be taking off the month of September. I'm moving um, to uh, Alachal, Florida, which I'm, <laughs> wow. It's a big change. And um, so, yeah, so Manan's going to be filling in for the month. And so I hope everybody will continue to um, get on to the interviews and I'll be watching them. And uh, really glad we got to do this interview today. I um, really appreciate it a lot. And, yeah, and I look forward to meeting all these wonderful devotees in person. It's really, it's it's actually, you know, really hard to think, wow, maybe I'll never see these people in real in person, but Zoom, it's almost like being in person. <laughs> Close. <laughs> all right, my dear devotees. Hare Krishna, thank you so much. Haribo. Haribo.